اعوذ باللہ من الشیطان الرجیم بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم سورة الجمعہ آیہ نمبر 1-11 سورة الجمعہ is a مدنی سورة it has only 11 verses about 180 words and about 700 حروف so it's a very short سورة as you can see in your مصحف it's only 1.5 pages but it's amazing that it's a مدنی سورة And you will notice that this surah, despite the fact that it's short, there's many messages in it, many lessons in it, many things that can be learned from it. The word al-jum'ah, which is the name of the surah, is from jum'ah. And what does jum'ah mean? Together. So, al-jum'ah, what is it? The day of gathering. We learned in the previous surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, be of the Ansarullah Be of those who are helpers of Allah And to be of Ansarullah Jamr Meaning unity Is very important Why? Because if the people are not together If they are not united They cannot work for the same goal If the hearts are divided تَحْسَبُهُمْ جَمِيعًا وَقُلُوبُهُمْ شَتَّى Then a people cannot accomplish anything Then the right of being Ansarullah Cannot be given And we see that Jumu'ah is the day of worship. It is the day of collective worship, coming together and worshiping Allah. That yes, people worship Allah individually, however, people must also come together one day, all of them, and worship collectively. So it's the day of worship, it's the day of gathering, it's the day of meeting one another, the day of learning, it is a sign of unity. And Ibn Abbas he said that Allah's Messenger وسلم, used to recite Surah Al-Jumu'ah and Surah Al-Munafiqoon during the Friday prayer. So when would he read it? In the Friday prayer. When? Which Surah? Surah Al-Jumu'ah as well as Surah Al-Munafiqoon. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Yusabbihu lillahi ma fis samawati wa ma fil ardi. Whatever is in the heavens and whatever is on the earth glorifies Allah. It does Allah's tasbih. Who is Allah? Al-Malik, the Sovereign, the Owner and King of all things. Al-Quddus, the Pure, the One who is free of any shortcoming. And He is Al-Aziz, the Mighty, exalted in His might. And He is also Al-Hakim, the One who is Most Wise. So whether you become of the Ansarullah or not, whether you do tasbih of Allah or not, whether you help the deen of Allah or not, everything in the heavens and the earth, what is it doing? What is it doing? Allah's tasbih. When you be of the Ansarullah, then you're only helping yourself. Because everything in the heavens and the earth is doing Allah's tasbih, is worshipping Allah. He doesn't need you. He can make the deen zahir himself. But when you do it, it's an honor for you. هُوَ الَّذِي بَعَثَ فِي الْأُمِّيِّينَ رَسُولًا مِّنْهُمْ It is he who has sent among the unlettered a messenger from themselves. Allah, the one who is glorified, is the one who sent in the ummiyin. Who are the ummiyin? The unlettered people? Those who do not read or write? They are the Arabs. Because they were the ones who were given no scripture, as opposed to the Ahlul Kitab, who had been given the Torah, the Injil. But the Arabs, the children of Ismail salam, they had been given no scripture. So in this way they were Ummi. And in another way they were Ummi, because they would not read and they would not write either. 
The Prophet ﷺ said, Inna ummatun ummiyyah. We are an unlettered nation. La naqra'u, wala naktubu, wala nahsabu. That we do not read, we do not write, and we do not even keep count. Meaning, we are an unlettered nation. So, al-ummiyyin are who? The Arabs. Because they were an unlettered people. They had been given no scripture, and also they did not read or write. So Allah sent amongst these people, just imagine, who did He send out of His mercy? Rasulan, a messenger. Why? In order to guide them. And this messenger was who? Min whom from themselves. Meaning he was one of them as well. He was an ummi like them. They did not read, they did not write, and their messenger also did not read or write. Why is it that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent an ummi messenger to them? Why do you think so? If he knew how to read and write, then what would the people assume? That he has written the Qur'an or he has come up with the Qur'an himself. Somebody who knows how to read and write, you can expect something like that from him, a book coming from him. But when he did not read or write, it showed his truthfulness. In Surah Al-Ankabut, Ayah 48, we learn, وَمَا كُنْتَ تَتْلُو مِنْ قَبْلِهِ مِنْ كِتَابٍ وَلَا تَخُطُّهُ بِيَمِينِكَ You did not recite before it any scripture, nor did you inscribe one with your right hand. You did not read any book, nor did you write any book. If you did so, then what would happen? People would have doubts. People would not trust you. So it showed his truthfulness. Why else do you think Allah sent an ummi messenger? So that the people could relate with him. So that the people would not feel intimidated by him. Rather they could relate with him, they could accept him. Just imagine if there are people who do not know how to read and write. All of a sudden comes a person to them, telling them do this, do that, and he's able to read and write. They would feel awkward. Isn't it so? They would feel intimidated by him. They wouldn't be able to accept him. So this was a huge mercy of Allah that Allah sent to such people an ummi messenger. And also an ummi messenger. Why? Because that's what the previous messenger said. That the last messenger would be who? An ummi messenger. So, Rasulan minhum. And this messenger, amazingly, yatlu alayhim ayatihi. He recites upon them his verses. Despite the fact that he is an ummi, he cannot read from a text. He recites verses to them. Isn't that amazing? A person can only read, can only recite out to someone when he has read something. Or he has to be reading it from somewhere. Now it's amazing that the Prophet ﷺ would recite the verses of the Qur'an and such eloquent verses that he could not have read from anywhere. They only had to be inspired to him. They only had to be revealed to him for him to be able to read them out to the people. يَتْلُوا عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتِهِ وَيُزَكِّيهِمْ And he purifies them. So he recites the Qur'an to them, and he also purifies them. Purifies them from what? From filth, from sins. Cleansing them from shirk. Cleansing them from bad habits. And inculcating good habits in them. Good qualities in them. And it's amazing how the Arabs were before Islam came to them. And how they became after Islam came to them. Yuzakihim. That all of the bad qualities, anything that is evil prevalent in that society, it was eradicated completely. 
that entire society, that entire nation was revolutionized. How? That every evil was wiped out and all that could be seen was good. وَيُزَكِّيهِمْ وَيُعَلِّمُهُمُ الْكِتَابَ وَالْحِكْمَةَ And he teaches them the book and the wisdom. So it wasn't just that he recited to them, he purified them, but he also taught them. He taught them the verses that he was reciting to them. What's the difference between tilawa and ta'aleem? Tilawa is recitation. And ta'aleem is instruction, teaching. Tilawa is to inform someone. This is what the Qur'an says. And ta'aleem is to educate him with regards to that. This is what the meaning is. This is what it refers to. This is how you're supposed to act on it. So ta'aleem is with regards to amal as well. Understanding as well. So it wasn't just that he informed them of the book, but rather he taught them the book so that they correctly understood it. So that they knew how to apply it. hikmah and the wisdom. And what does this hikmah refer to? The sunnah of the Messenger wasallam. Because he wasn't just given the Qur'an, but he was also given hikmah as well. The understanding of the Qur'an. وَإِن كَانُوا مِن قَبْلُ And indeed they were before that. Before what? Before his coming. These people were لَفِي ضَلَالِ mubin In an open, in a clear error. Meaning they were clearly astray. There was no doubt about them being astray. Because in their customs, in their rituals, in their practices, what were they doing? They worshipped rock. They worshipped idols that they made with their own hands. Similarly, they ate dead animals. They would bury their daughters alive. They did not have any knowledge whatsoever. So the Prophet ﷺ came. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent him. And how these people, their entire society was turned around. How they were uneducated, illiterate. They had no knowledge, no civilization. And the Prophet ﷺ, he came. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave them a purpose of life. He taught them. And in this manner, the education of that unlettered nation began. How? That Allah sent a teacher to them, a messenger to them. And look at the syllabus that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made for them, that Allah chose for them. That what is it? يَتْلُوا عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتِهِ وَيُزَكِّيهِمْ وَيُعَلِّمُهُمُ الْكِتَابَ وَالْحِكْمَةِ Four things are included in this. What are they? Recitation of the book. Tazkiyah, purification, and then teaching of the book, and also teaching of the wisdom. These four points are essential. What does this show to us? That for any nation, for any people, for any individual, to become better, to be reformed, what is needed? This education system is needed. Other things are also necessary, but this is imperative. Without it, a people cannot learn. Without it, they cannot be called learned. Without it, they cannot be improved in their living, in their practices, in their custom. Without what? Without the Qur'an, without tazkiyah, without tilawa, without ta'aleem. We see that when Ibrahim salam he left his family in the barren valley of Makkah, he made dua to Allah. And what dua was that? We learn in Surah Ibrahim, Ayah 37, that رَبَّنَا إِنِّي أَسْكَنْتُ مِنْ ذُرِّيَّةِ بِوَادٍ 
غیر دی زرع عند بیتک المحرم ربنا لیقیم الصلاة فجعل افئدتا من الناس تهوی الیهم ورزقهم من الثمرات لعلهم یشکرون He made dua to Allah that this family of mine this zurriya of mine that I'm leaving over here I'm leaving them here so that they will establish the salah لیقیمو الصلاح So make the hearts of people turn to them and provide them And along with that he made another dua where he made dua for their provision he also made dua for their guidance In Surah Al-Baqarah ayah 129 we learn Rabbana wab'ath fihim rasulan minhum yatlu alayhim ayatika wa yu'allimuhum al-kitaba wal-hikmata wa yuzakkihim innaka anta al-aziz al-hakim Ibrahim alayhi made dua and it was accepted exactly isn't that amazing that he made dua yatlu alayhim ayatik wa yu'allimuhum al-kitaba wal-hikmata wa yuzakkihim all these four things are mentioned in that dua And over here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions that how he responded to that dua. Who was Ibrahim alayhi salam? Khalilullah. Wasn't he? And because he sacrificed so much, look at how Allah accepted his dua. That he sent that messenger. That he wasn't just concerned about himself, but he was concerned about his future generations. People who were to live in that place. And he made dua to Allah that, Ya Allah, send a messenger to them. So we see that Ibrahim السلام, he made dua for that messenger. Isa السلام, when he came, he gave good news of the coming of that messenger. And over here, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us about that messenger, that he came. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent him. The messenger has come. وَآخَرِينَ مِنْهُمْ And to others of them. آخَرِينَ Meaning, and Allah has also sent this messenger to who? Others Others besides who? Others besides The Ummi nation Others besides Al-Ummiyeen So what does this show? That the messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam He was not only sent to The Ummi nation He was not only sent to the Arabs But rather he was sent to Akharina minhum All others besides them as well Who does it refer to? Akharina minhum Some have said it refers to the later generations. Not just the Arabs of that time, the people of that time, but rather the later generations. And it refers to all those people who will become Muslim until the Day of Judgment. And some have said that it refers to the Ajim, the non-Arabs. Like for example, Salman al-Farisi, who was he? A non-Arab. But was the Prophet ﷺ not sent to him as well? Of course he was. Which is why Salman al-Farisi believed in him. So, وَآخَرِينَ مِنْهُمْ And others besides them لَمَّا يَلْحَقُوا بِهِمْ Who have not yet met them Who have not yet joined them يَلْحَقُوا لَامْ حَاقَافْ إِلْحَاقْ لَحَقْ is to catch up with someone Join someone And لَمَّا يَلْحَقُوا بِهِمْ They have not yet met them They have not yet joined with them What does it mean by this? This is understood in two ways This means that the later generations or others besides the Ummiyeen to whom the Messenger ﷺ has been sent, those have not yet joined who? The Ummiyeen, the Arabs, the believers of the time of the Prophet ﷺ, meaning the companions. So in other words, they have not yet joined them in time 
or physically. In time, why? Because they will come later. They will be born years after, centuries after. But even they are required to believe in Muhammad wasallam. And physically, everybody did not come to Makkah. Everybody did not come to Medina. Isn't it so? There were some people who actually believed. But they never got to meet the Prophet wasallam. Isn't it so? سَلَمَّا يَلْحَقُوا بِهِمْ Who have not yet joined them. Meaning physically or in time. And secondly, this is also understood as who have not yet and will never reach. Who have not yet reached and will never reach. Who? Them, those who believed in the Prophet ﷺ at that time, meaning the Sahaba. So there are others who will believe who will never be able to reach the level of who? The Sahaba. The merit, the excellence, the level that the Sahaba have. No one else can reach that. Isn't it so? No other believers can reach that. Why? Because they were the Sabiqoon. The Prophet ﷺ said, None should revile my companions, for by he in whose hand is my soul, if one of you were to spend as much gold as Uhud, if one of you were to spend as much gold as Uhud, it would not reach the level of them, equal to an amount as much as one mud of one of them, or half of it. Meaning what they spent was little. Okay, and if you were to spend much more than that, still you would never reach their level. Why? Because they believed when? At a time when it was very difficult. They accepted, they became Ansarullah at a time when it was extremely difficult. So وَآخَرِينَ مِنْهُمْ لَمَّا يَلْحَقُوا بِهِمْ وَهُوَ الْعَزِيزُ الْحَكِيمُ And he is the mighty, the wise. Abu Huraira رضي الله he said, we were sitting with the Prophet ﷺ when Surah Al-Jumu'ah was revealed to him. And this ayah, وَآخَرِينَ مِنْهُمْ لَمَّا يَلْحَقُوا بِهِمْ When this was recited, the Sahaba said, Who are they, O Allah's Messenger? That who are these people who have not yet joined us, who have not yet met us, who are they? The Prophet ﷺ did not reply until they repeated the question thrice. They asked him several times. And at that time, Salman al-Farisi was with us. So Allah's Messenger placed his hand on Salman. Hmm? And he said, If faith were on Asuraya, meaning a particular star, even then some men or a man from these people would attain it. That they would not stop anywhere in order to get faith. They would search for it. They would look for it. And we see that how Salman al-Farisi, he traveled from one place to the other. He never gave up. He never gave up. So, لَمَّا يَلْحَقُوا بِهِمْ آخَرِينَ Who does it refer to? The non-Arabs. لَمَّا يَلْحَقُوا بِهِمْ Who have not yet met them. Physically or in time. But the Prophet ﷺ is also sent to them. So the messengership, the prophethood of Muhammad ﷺ was for who? All people. The Arabs and the non-Arabs. The people of that time and the people of the later generations as well. Because there is a very widespread misconception amongst people that Muhammad ﷺ was only sent to who? The Arabs. There are people who believe, who will say that what he said was not his own fabrication, it was not his own words, it was somehow given to him. There are people who will say that. Orientalists who will say that. But what do they say? It was only for that time. It was only for the Arabs. But what does Allah say over here? He was sent to the Arabs as well as 
non-Arabs. And this is mentioned so many times in the Quran. In Surah Saba, ayah 28, وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا كَافَّةً لِلنَّاسِ بَشِيرًا وَنَذِيرًا In Surah Al-Anbiya, ayah 107, وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا رَحْمَةً لِلْعَالَمِينَ For all the worlds. In Surah Al-An'am, ayah 19, وَأُوحِيَ إِلَيَّ هَذَا الْقُرْآنُ لِأُنذِرَكُمْ بِهِ وَمَنْ بَلَغْهُ this Qur'an has been revealed to me so that I warn you with it and also to everyone whom it reaches. So it wasn't just for the Arabs but for everyone. And in Surah Al-Hashr, Ayah 10, we have learned about the Muhajirin, the Ansar, and then, وَالَّذِينَ جَاءُوا مِنْ بَعْدِهِمْ And this is until when? Until the Day of Judgment. ذَلِكَ فَضْلُ اللَّهِ That is the bounty of Allah. يُؤْتِيهِ مَنْ يَشَاءُ He gives it to whomsoever He wills. وَاللَّهُ ذُو الْفَضْلِ الْعَظِيمِ And Allah is the possessor of great bounty. What is a fadl of Allah? This is understood in a number of ways. First of all, this is understood with regards to the Prophet ﷺ. That how Allah sent him as a messenger. A messenger who was Ummi, who could not read and write himself. But Allah sent him, and He gave him the Qur'an. So He taught people, He educated people. Isn't that amazing? That someone who could not read and write himself, who belongs to an unlettered nation, who have no scripture, Allah chose him, and He gave him the scripture, and He gave him knowledge. And with that he raised his ranks. In Surah An-Nisa, Ayah 113, we learn, That Allah has revealed to you the book and wisdom, and has taught you that which you did not know, and ever has a favor of Allah upon you been great. وَكَانَ فَضْلُ اللَّهِ عَلَيْكَ عَظِيمًا Just imagine there were so many other people in that society. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose who? Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa This is the special favor of Allah on him. Special merit that was given to him. The grace of prophethood, the favor of prophethood, of scripture, of knowledge. And then secondly, with regards to the Prophet sallallahu as well, what is the fadl? That he was sent to not just his own people, but to the rest of mankind as well. All other prophets, all other messengers, who were they sent to? To their respective communities only. Isn't it so? Musa alayhi salam, Isa alayhi salam, what did they say? Ya Bani Israel. Correct? But Muhammad sallallahu alayhi salam, he was told to convey the message to all people. قُلْ يَا أَيُّهَا النَّاسِ إِنِّي رَسُولُ اللَّهِ إِلَيْكُمْ جَمِيعًا O mankind, O people, I am the messenger of Allah to all of you. So this was a huge favor of Allah upon him, that his prophethood was for all people. He was sent as a prophet to all people. And not just the people of his time, but the people of later generations until the Day of Judgment. So this is a huge favor of Allah. يُؤْتِيهِ مَنْ يَشَاءُ وَاللَّهُ ذُو الْفَضْلِ الْعَظِيمِ and then thirdly, ذَلِكَ فَضْلُ اللَّهِ has been understood in another way as well. That this coming of the messenger, this knowledge that he brought, تَعْلِيم, the tazkiyah, this religion, Qur'an, huda, guidance, the fact that the people of that time, the fact that 
the people of later times the fact that the arabs the fact that the non arabs all of them can benefit from this quran can benefit from this ta'lim this is a huge favor isn't it so just imagine if the quran was only relevant only applicable to the people of that time and we were to believe in it but it wasn't relevant to us it wasn't applicable to us isn't it a huge favor that it's applicable to us as well isn't it a huge blessing of allah that we can also benefit we can also gain advantage despite the fact that we are not in that society despite the fact that hundreds of years have passed by this is a huge favor of allah that those who come later they can equally benefit those other than the arabs can also benefit because yes the quran is in the arabic language however its meaning is such its wording is such that it has such a huge impact and allah has made it easy for understanding isn't it so just imagine if the quran was such that only the arab could understand it would be so unfair so it's a huge favor of allah that he sent this ta'lim he sent this huda he sent this messenger and he made it possible for people of all times to benefit ذلك فضل الله يؤتيه من يشاء in surah ali imran ayah 164 allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions this fadl that laqad manna allah ala almu'minin certainly allah has conferred a huge favor on the believers a huge favor on them is ba'tha fihim rasulan min anfusihim when he has sent a messenger from themselves يَتْلُوا عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتِهِ وَيُزَكِّيهِمْ وَيُعَلِّمُهُمُ الْكِتَابَ وَالْحِكْمَةِ وَإِنْ كَانُوا مِنْ قَبْلُ لَفِي ضَلَالٍ مُبِينٍ So this is a huge favor of Allah having the knowledge of the Qur'an having the understanding of the Qur'an having the knowledge of the hikmah understanding of that this is a huge favor because before it without it a person is in error he is in misguidance ذَلِكَ فَضْلُ اللَّهِ يُؤْتِيهِ مَنْ يَشَاءِ Then fourthly, this is understood in another way as well. That if we understand, لَمَّا يَلْحَقُوا بِهِمْ That the later generations, they can never reach the level, the merit of the Sahaba. Why? Because of the sacrifices of the Sahaba. Because of the efforts that they put in. This is a special favor that Allah bestowed on who? On the Sahaba. And He gives it to whomsoever He wills. يُؤْتِهِ مَنْ يَشَاءَ وَاللَّهُ ذُو الْفَضِّ الْعَظِيمِ And Allah is possessor of great bounty. So if you want something, ask Him. He can give you a special favor as well. What do we learn in this ayah? That to have the deen, to have the knowledge of the deen, to have the tawfiq, to act upon it, is a huge favor of Allah. It's no one's own personal achievement. If a person has been granted knowledge, If a person has been given the ability to act on that, to live by this religion, this is a favor of Allah. And a person should be grateful for this huge favor. He should not become proud about it, nor should he abandon it, nor should he turn away from it, but rather he should be grateful for it, value it. And if a person does not value it, then it's not difficult for Allah to replace him with another people. وَإِن تَتَوَلَّوْا يَسْتَبْدِلْ قَوْمٌ غَيْرَكُمْ ثُمَّ لَا يَكُونُوا أَمْثَالَكُمْ And we see that where people who are born into Islam, when they don't value this religion, when they don't value this Qur'an, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings other people. The Prophet ﷺ said, 
about Salman al-Farsi that even if Iman is on Suraya, they will go and get it. Yes, he speaks a different language. Yes, he is from another nation, from a very far off place. But yes, they will go and get it. In the dua of Ibrahim a.s., Tazkiyah is mentioned at the end in the dua. That رَبَّنَا وَبْعَثْ فِيهِمْ رَسُولًا مِّنْهُمْ يَتْلُوا عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتِكَ وَيُعَلِّمُهُمُ الْكِتَابُ وَالْحِكْمَةَ وَيُزَكِّيهِمْ Tazkiyah is mentioned at the end in the dua. And over here we see that Tazkiyah is mentioned first. Why do you think so? It shows the importance of Tazkiyah. Right? It shows how great it is, how important it is, how well the Prophet ﷺ did it. That how he purified that entire nation. Just look at the filth that they were in. How they were lost in shirk. And so many vices, so many crimes, so many ills were prevalent in that society. But look at how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent that messenger and he purified them. Yuzakihim. Replaced their bad habits with good ones. We listen to the recitation. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Yusabbihu lillahi ma fi samawati wa ma fi al-ardil malikil quddusil azizil hakim. Huwa alladhi ba'atha fi al-ummiyin rasoolan minhum yatlu alayhim ayatihi wa yuzakkihim. وَيُزَكِّيهِمْ وَيُعَلِّمُهُمُ الْكِتَابَ وَالْحِكْمَةَ وَإِن كَانُوا مِن قَبْلُ لَفِي ضَلَالٍ مُبِينٍ وَآخَرِينَ مِنْهُمْ لَمَّا يَلْحَقُوا بِهِمْ وَهُوَ الْعَزِيزُ الْحَكِيمُ ذَلِكَ فَضْلُ اللَّهِ يُؤْتِيهِ مَن يَشَاءُ وَاللَّهُ ذُو الْفَضْلِ الْعَظِيمِ